Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl, and I'm actually recording a podcast during the day. (laughs) Wow, I hardly ever do this during the day. Usually I wake up with some, you know, my inspirations in the middle of the night, but um, for some reason I have this topic that is kind of gnawing at me and I'm exploring it in my mind and and I'm going to share a little bit about it. And it has to do with emotions. It has to do with emotions. So I have often thought about in my work, because I've worked for many years with very, very young children, birth to three mostly, And what I noticed about newborns in particular, because I was a teacher in an infant classroom. So these children were, you know, between six weeks to a year old. And what I noticed about them were, was that they, they were very emotional. (laughs) Um, I guess it was, you know, obviously it was their only mode of, of communication, and, you know, they they would go from zero to 100 in several seconds, you know? <laughs> and then back to zero again. <laughs> they're like laughing, then they're crying hysterically, and they're laughing again. It was it was the most interesting um, phenomena. And. And there's this there's this thing that we do as parents and as as caretakers is we socialize children and we form them to not be so expressive I think it's mostly because we're really really uncomfortable with other people's emotions generally but especially as a caretaker when we have so little control, I mean, we can do what we can, but there's a lot of times where um, there's, we're not going to be able to do anything much in that moment, except just, you know, as a term, that I'm not even sure where I heard this, holding a space, hold, you know, a, a, a safe space for somebody to just have their emotions. And what I noticed in my adulthood is not only was I incredibly uncomfortable with other people's emotions, my children's emotions, I was probably the most so uncomfortable with my own. I was really uncomfortable with my own, my own emotions. Um, I started to notice there were some that were particularly bothersome to me. Anger was a really big one. Like I wasn't I wasn't supposed to be angry. It was almost as if anger was a full stop sin. You know, what I mean like if you get angry you're sinning or something. <laughs> and so I didn't express, you know, I mean not that I haven't been angry and not that that um because I can't like sometimes you just it just comes upon you and you there 
you you have to figure out how to deal with it after you've already gone from zero to a hundred. Um, but I had somebody in my life who was a mentor to me, and she told me that it wasn't really the anger that I was uncomfortable with. It was just anger in general. Like it wasn't that I was. So basically, I had to change my idea about anger and come to some sense of acceptance. Okay, so I'm feeling angry. And then I have to say now, well, like, so what? So what? Yeah, I'm I'm feeling angry in the moment. So what? But there is this idea of what we do with that anger, you know, if we start throwing things or hurting people, you know. <laughs> You know, like in children's cases, you know, they, sometimes they do do all of that. They, you know, they can lash out, they can hurt themselves, they can throw things, you know. <laughs> and um, and it's best I'm, I'm thinking not to laugh at them. <laughs> Although there were times where all of them would be crying, all the babies in my in my classroom would be like crying at the same time, and all I could do was laugh because I okay, who do I start with? <laughs> A very irreverent wahaha. <laughs> but um, anyway, so as I'm you know over the last year year and a half or so, my emotions have been just. It's almost as if I turned into ET. I turned into ET. I mean, if you can imagine, you know, I look human, but I'm actually not human. I'm actually ET. And, and I, I live like so much like in my heart. I feel sometimes like I don't have any skin. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very emotional and feel, you know, and energies in rooms and um, energies of other people and and it's so interesting to try to just be in public places and for me to, you know, just stay in a really good place and and I'm learning and I'm getting better at it. But even in my own life, I I notice that the second the second emotion that I'm really uncomfortable with is pain. Is pain. And I think that pain actually is is really the precursor to a lot of what I would see as negative emotion in myself, like emotions that are not joy. Um, you know, they're not joyful. They're not, they don't feel positive. Like they feel more, more un, like an unwanted emotion than a, than a wanted emotion and emotion. And I, I notice that grief is, really, really one of those. Um, I've had a lot of people, well, not a lot, but more than what I would like of people pass on in my life, pass into um, non-physical in my life, and some of them at young ages. I remember when 
I, my nephew, he was 11 years old when he got diagnosed with a schwannoma. It was a, there was a tennis ball sized tumor in his chest and he passed away about a year later, but I had never, when he went on his decline and went into hospice, I had never seen anything and I've never seen anything since that I could even describe what this was like, except I started to feel in my heart this feeling like it would just burst, like my heart would just explode from the grief and sadness. And I felt this in different times in my life. Um, with loss, particularly with loss. Um, and, but then when my niece passed away in 2012, she was 22, and there was something really different about that passing, and I don't, I cannot tell you why. I, I don't understand it, but I was in really bad shape. I was in I was in extremely bad condition. I um and I got this sense that if I didn't do something, I I may not survive that. That I I got the sense I I might not survive this if I don't the way that I can describe it is if I don't feel this with less intensity of what I'm feeling. And so I had to I had to like let it up I had to let up the grief enough for me to even survive. Um, and so what I've noticed is for myself that I am extremely vulnerable in a way. Like I'm, I feel like I'm a fairly, you know, powerful person, but I'm also just and it's not getting any better. I just keep getting more and more and more and more. <laughs> um, as as I get older and as I'm I'm down this rabbit hole in this new way of living that I have talked about constantly, um, quantum, mystical, imagination. When I as I'm living in this, um. I'm I'm just so like open to possibilities and and I'm my heart is like just so open and I'm I'm accepting and and so and I'm not guarded and so when you live like this you <laughs> you lay yourself open to accidents like not accidents but like pain I mean and I'm just gonna say it like I it's inevitable that when you really really care and then that particular whatever it is that we care about moves out of our experience we it is an extremely painful it can bring on a lot of pain 
a lot of pain. And so recently I, I have been really experiencing some, some pain, um, in the last couple of weeks. I, and I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, and Esther Hicks, I'm going to go back to Abraham Hicks because they have had such an impact on my life. And she talks about this concept of wrestling something to the ground. And this is what we do. We like, we want to fix it. And so we like go over it and over it and over it in our mind and we get and fix it. And I could do this, blah, 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 you know, in our minds. And I, I just feel like I'm, I, I had a loss. I have a loss and, and I can't, I and it's not that I'm not moved on from it, but I will, something will happen and it will remind me of this particular person. And, and I have all these things going on in my mind. Like, will I, will I meet someone else? Will I, you know, am I going to be perpetually alone in my life? Which is not my belief. It's not my belief. Um, but, and not really understanding how I keep, I seem to keep bringing this particular scenario back into my life. I keep pulling it back in for some reason. Um, this particular person that I'm referring to just had qualities about him. Um, he had achieved a level of excellence in his life that I, I, was just so respectful of. Um, and I think, you know, because I have worked so much on myself that I, I saw that in him and I knew that, that, that it really doesn't come along every day to meet people who really, really, really put forth the efforts to be the best they can be in their life in that possible moment, which doesn't mean that in the, the next day we can't be better. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, I know that it's the sky's the limit, but, um, and this particular person had really, in my opinion, reached a level of excellence in his life and um and I appreciated that and it's also about a few things it's about my experience of myself you know and and so like when we're when we're going around in our life I mean it's it's all well and good you know and I spend a lot of time and actually most of the time I'm I'm really good with it I'm like I, I've gotten used to it. Um, and I want to talk about that a little bit further in this, about this acceptance of aloneness. Um, I want to go back to that. But I, it is so different to experience yourself with someone else. It It is a completely different thing to have somebody witness your life, to have somebody to talk about ideas with to share an experience it is it is so much different 
to dance with a partner than to dance by yourself. To play in a band. Like to play in the band, to play on a team. Um, then to be doing things by yourself all the time. <laughs> And so, and I appreciate that, and I and I'm looking forward to that, and and I I believe it's coming. I really, really do believe it's coming, and I also have this level of grief over the loss because I know, I know that 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 particular person isn't coming, um, or isn't coming right now, or I I don't know, I um, but right now this person is not communicating. Uh, we are not communicating and so i am i'm feeling the loss of that anyway so this afternoon i was listening to a ted talk about a guy who was a heart specialist and he was talking about the emotions and the emotional impact on the heart and he was talking about people who have heart disease and they did these studies people who had heart disease who were just doing lifestyle changes did not have the same result as the people who were doing heart lifestyle changes with a supportive person in their life. There was something about the supportive person in their life that made the results even better. They he had talked about how they 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 <laughs> this sounds kind of mean. I guess it kind of is. Anyway, they were doing testing on bunnies and they were giving these test subjects um some like really really bad food like cholesterol and blah 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 and and they were and so they were testing these bunnies but like some of the bunnies were taken out of their crates every day and were held and talked to and were like really well taken care of. And the other ones were not, they were just left (laughs) woe to the poor little bunny left in its crate. But they noticed that the bunnies and they were all fed the same thing, but the bunnies who had the positive relations like that that were held and were loved um did better their test results were better so this would indicate to me that or i guess it just indicates generally that people do better when they are in loving partnerships and i don't even know what that could be i i watch pretty much daily i watch these um animal rescues so it can be an animal i mean it could be an animal it could be plants it could be our children it could be any number of things but basically isolation is not good for us it's like i've been saying like we are not born to be an island to be onto ourselves we are not born for that and that's why we conceivably socially we form families um a man and woman you know fall in love you know have have babies and hopefully everybody's bonding and staying together 
and taking on these challenges together, taking on life's challenges together, being, I mean, it's just such a beautiful thing to stay on this, on the same side and then helping, reaching across, helping our neighbors. I mean, it, you know, it, it just, it just permeates through all, all when there is care and love associated with, with, our interactions with one another. Um, and so, and so here's, so in this law of attraction and me trying to learn how to create my reality, what I'm starting to notice is, is that I have this, this, you know, I, and I had this even before I, I, took this on like I've been I've been I've been really kind of like mad at the law of attraction because it, it's it just feels so sterile to me uh, in a way and it's just like okay so you're not getting what you want because you're not vibrating properly you know and there's also this this line of thought that we create everything in our lives so I if that's true, then I am creating these situations that while they are bringing a level of joy into my life, there it's like this series of them not staying, like there is this, this flow to it and, and I, it's just a theme and I'm, I'm looking at it, but I also have this underlying feeling in myself of somehow like weakness at like need and I think it's partly because people have put that out there like this general like if she's needy like this neediness um and and I'm not really sure what to say to that I mean, I, I, first of all, you know, it's like, oh, be a strong, independent woman, you know, well, I, I've been, you know, demonstrated that oh, I'm going to do that. I'm doing that real well. It's not the, that that's the issue. It's the, it's the trying to knock, knock it around with somebody else <laughs> that's becoming the issue. And them, in my opinion, I don't know if this is true or not, but them seeing me as somehow needy. And so I, I've been thinking about that and I, and I kind of just feel like, so what? So what? So what if I have a needy moment? Like, so what? You know, it's like going back to the idea of the baby crying. The baby cries, you go over, you pick it up and the baby feels better. Like why are would my bid for attention just be too much for people, for some people? And accepting myself as I am, just accepting, okay, well, there's going to be times where I'm going to be needy. And, and then I have to say again, so what? So what if I'm needy, if I have a needy moment? I'm not entirely sure how I would react on the other side. Um, 
because I, I haven't really experienced it so much. And it could be that I am just really aligned with my, with the people in my life. Like I'm really attuned and I really pay attention and I really, their happiness is so paramount to me that I, um, that I, that they, I do send the text. It's like, I don't want to play games. I'm not going to play games. I, there's no reason for me to play games. There's no reasons for, for me to fake who I am. There's no reason for me to pretend to be somebody that I'm not. Um, but it just seems like when I share, and this is generally speaking with, but not even only with that, because I've noticed it with my family too. If I express a need, there is a really good chance it's not going to be met. There had been in the past. So I've learned to rely on myself. So I rely on myself, generally speaking. However, if I'm with somebody and they, they, you know, if they don't text me for three days and we're like supposedly in some kind of relationship, if they don't text me for three days, it makes me feel like they don't really care. I don't know what else to think. I don't know what that says. I mean, I'm too busy. I'm, I'm not thinking about it. I mean, I don't know what that means to not receive a text from somebody who says that they care about me. So if I say to them, um, you know, this is what I need, like when you don't text me for three days, it makes me feel like you don't really care. Well, that has generally, even currently not been well received. It's just, you know, your, your negative, your, um, I've been accused of all kinds of things that I actually know are not true about me. Yes, I'm having a negative feeling right in the moment about that my core values are not being honored in whatever interaction I'm having with that person at that time. My core values are not being being valued by this person. And so instead of instead of even considering <laughs> like i don't know they just seem to just kind of jump ship it's like in like it's not even like here i'm going to you know how how can i make this better how can i fix this i really care about you i value you i and so and then i am left and i'm like really sad and then I'm feeling like bad that I'm feeling sad. <laughs> I'm having all of these emotions about like, you know, I don't want, I don't really necessarily want to care, you know, and it's like, I don't want to demonize them because I think, you know, I'm not going there. I'm not, you know. And I'm just sad and just sort of being with the sadness, but being okay with the sadness. Yeah, I'm having a moment where I'm not, 
I'm not optimal. I'm not feeling optimal right now. And that's okay. It's okay. I'm not going to feel optimal in every single moment of my life. I'm just not. I'm not going to ask people to change. If they want to change, I think that's fantastic. But if they don't want, I'm not going to ask you to change. Um, and I, I'm just in this really weird space with it all. And I don't know what it means. I, I feel like I'm actually learning a lot. I feel like I've come a long way because in the past, in the not so distant past, I really felt the need to like just think of every horrible thing about them and just stew on that. <laughs> So that, so that I could, I'll see why I couldn't be with this person. And so I will like focus on all their negative traits and I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Um, but these emotions are just kind of all over the place. And I, and I think that anybody who is actually paying attention, I think a lot of times we just don't pay attention. We are not paying attention to our general feeling. Now we're just going through our day, doing our thing, doing whatever's in front of us, and we're not concerning ourselves with how we're feeling. I happen to be a person who is. I, I am in almost this constant a state of knowing how I'm feeling in every, pretty much every waking given moment. I'm really aware because it's my barometer. And and I have to tell you, I am more than 60-70% in a really really joyful place. Not not like glee, not like bliss, but I'm in a pretty joyful space about 70% of the time. Now, where it used to be, I would say I was in a state of joy, you know, maybe 30% of the time and 70% I wasn't. So I feel like I'm I'm getting better. I'm just fine-tuning this last little area in my life because it is so incredibly important to me. I am I am just really excited to share my life with somebody very very special, somebody special to me. I'm so excited to share my life um, I'm so excited about what that is going to be like and to go do things together and cook and um, read and dance and sleep and hike and just all the things that I enjoy doing and doing them with somebody that we really, really, really like each other a lot. <laughs> and I just think that would be just so great. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go. Thank you so much for listening. And that is <laughs> I tried a wrap.